VegCast. Hello and welcome. VegCast. I'm Vance. I'll be your host. VegCast. A full menu from first to last. VegCast. And yes, this is the inaugural edition of VegCast, the vegetarian podcast. Try to be your guide to vegetarianism through podcasting. Uh, right at the outset, I thought I would try to explain what VegCast is. I'm assuming you know what a podcast is if you have downloaded this and are listening to it. But specifically what this podcast will be, uh, we're going to basically try to be the sound of vegetarianism. And of course, vegetarianism is sound, we all know that. So uh, we're going to try to show that and uh, get information out to people in as many ways as possible and to express the plenitude that is the vegetarian lifestyle. A lot of the time, mainstream culture thinks of vegetarianism and veganism as a way of life that has to do with denial and scarcity. And uh, that's why our theme song does go full menu from first to last, because there is so much within vegetarianism and so much to eat, so much to do, so many things to talk about. We're going to just try to point to some of them and hope that people will uh, follow in the direction that they want to go uh, from among the many different pointers that we throw out. And one of the things, obviously, we want to have promos for other podcasts, vegetarian podcasts. Right now, I've only been able to find a few, but it is my belief that over the course of time, there will be more vegetarian podcasts, and we will be there to uh, point you to those. And if you are listening to this and you have a vegetarian podcast, please do not hesitate to let us know by emailing podcasts at vegcast.com. Now, another thing that we want to do besides being informative is be entertaining. There will be some humor to the show. There will be some news and there will be music. We're going to have music of vegetarian bands, uh, bands in which at least one person is vegetarian and who do some songs where the content is vegetarian-oriented. And again, if you uh, belong to such a band, please don't hesitate to drop us a line at music at vegcast.com and let us know. We already have a few different musical acts lined up to do this, but uh, we can always... Uh, fit more in as we go. We'll also have, uh, you know, stuff like in-depth interviews. Maybe we'll do book reviews. Uh, we'll see as that goes along. And also, uh, I thought I should start here by explaining who I am uh, or why I'm doing this. Uh, the reason I'm doing it, of course, is to get the word out about vegetarianism to both vegetarians and non-vegetarians. We want to make sure that vegetarians hear what other vegetarians are up to, but also to give 
interested non-vegetarians a kind of window into the lifestyle, and specifically a window through the medium of podcasting, as we have noticed that podcasting is kind of taking off, and uh, a lot of people are listening to podcasts, so why not listen to a vegetarian podcast? I do have some experience in radio. I have experience in putting together radio variety shows, and I did do time as a top 40 DJ. Uh, That's right. You may recognize me as Vance Allen of FM 107, or you might not. But at any rate, I should point out, I will be, for the foreseeable future, uh, helming the show. Uh, There will be a slight Philly, Philadelphia-centric bias, if you will, to the show. I will be uh, talking about things around Philadelphia specifically, because that's where I can get to. Um, And there will be, I will certainly express my own opinions about things, uh, but there will be uh, plenty of room for dissent and for other opinions, uh, if people want to send those in, of course, feedback at vegcast.com. Eventually, I am hoping that other people will be interested in this and will contribute other uh, perspectives and uh, so forth to VegCast. But for now, I will uh, sit here and helm it as long as that takes. And I should also promise that the sound quality of the show will doubtless improve over time. I had a choice to make about whether to get the audio set up absolutely perfect first or to get out there and get the first podcast out first and then tinker with the uh, the setup. And as you may have guessed, I decided to do the latter. Uh, I'm recording this right now on an iRiver through a Radio Shack microphone. I recognize that I'm going to need a limiter to uh, to cut off some of the uh, louder points, the part, parts where it is distorting a little. And you'll hear some of that in the course of this show. Hopefully I will have that by next show. Uh, so by our second show, you should see an improvement in sound quality. As for this particular show, uh, what's coming up? Uh, we will have a uh, an in-depth interview, if you will, with a woman who runs a uh, power bar company here in Philadelphia and who has allowed us to come and uh, listen in as she actually makes her power bars uh, while she also explains uh, the history of the company and why she started that. We'll have a science fact. Uh, We will have some music coming up. Uh, We'll have all that and a little bit more. But to kick off, uh, our first order of business uh, is to get the word out about vegetarian podcasts. And so I'm just going to start off with two of them that I have run across. And of course, the first and foremost would have to be Eric's Diner uh, by Eric Marcus, uh, which you can find at vegan.com. This, I believe Eric was doing this uh, sound file. Uh, before people start talking about podcasting per se. But now, of course, uh, it does have an RSS feed. You can subscribe to to it. And it is Eric Marcus uh, 
offering news, commentary on things, on the latest uh, developments in veganism and vegetarianism, uh, as well as occasional interviews and also occasional input from Robin Robertson on particular foods. And Robin Robertson, you may or may not know as the author of Vegan Planet, a cookbook which we rely on here in this house as the Bible of vegan cooking. So I encourage you all to go over and check out Eric's Diner. Uh, that's at vegan.com. And another podcast which does not have so much in the way of commentary and news and interviews, but is worth your while to listen to, is Vegan Cooking School by Tracy Jorg. Uh, it's a, a always an entertaining and informative time at the Vegan Cooking School. Tracy Jorg has a great radio personality. She's straightforward. She's got this no-nonsense, kind of confident, knowledgeable uh Great attitude, and uh, I've already learned a lot from her. She usually starts and takes you through a particular kind of dish in the course of one episode. She started off uh, with guacamole on her first one uh, with the title, What's in Your Guacamole? And actually made three different guacamoles in the course of the show to make the point that guacamole is something that can be made many different ways. (laughs) Except I should point out that she personally believes that it should be made with mayonnaise, which is insane, but that's beside the point. Um, She's still a uh, very knowledgeable and reliable uh, expert on vegan cooking, and uh, she has actually sent us a promo to play, and I invite you all, again, to send, if you have a vegetarian podcast or a vegetarian-oriented podcast, please send in your promos to podcasts at vegcast.com. And now, here is uh, Tracy's promo for Vegan Cooking School. Hi, this is Tracy from the Vegan Cooking School podcast, where we introduce listeners to a great vegan lifestyle and how to prepare vegan dishes. You don't have to be a vegan to listen to this, but you do have to love delicious, nutritious meals. So download me at vegancookingschool.com. Thanks. Okay, it's time for some music now on VegCast, and our first selection, our inaugural selection, will be a track by the band Green Beings, and this is a band which I co-founded, and a song which I wrote. Uh, And I will say right up front that you may find the band Green Beings to be disproportionately represented among artistic acts on VegCast, and if you think there should be more of other bands, then please submit those acts, those tracks, and so forth. Um, I'm going to try to play as many different artists and showcase as many uh, different uh, musical acts as we can get to, uh, as long as the people involved or someone involved in the band is vegetarian. That's the criterion. And so this is going to be a song that uh, kind of made a big splash uh, in vegetarian live concert settings. Uh, And I thought it was particularly appropriate for this show where we're kind of kicking off with that full menu concept, kind of talking about how much there is the plenitude available in vegetarianism and veganism. And 
this is something that gets right to the heart of that. And I think it's pretty clear. It's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, trying to answer the question, the age-old question, what do you live on? Uh, what do you eat without meat? It's just a fun song that I think gets across this idea of the plenitude of vegetarianism. And here it is. It's called Leftovers by Green Beings. What do you live on? What do you do without meat? What do you got left to eat? Well, there's broccoli, gingerbread, almonds, and rice milk for your corn flakes. Asparagus, artichokes, apricot, pepper, pineapple, and carrot cake. Banana, biscotti, sorbet, manicotti, and raisin and strawberry waffle. Tomatoes, potatoes, gazpacho, and nachos, alfalfa, fennel, and falafel. There's coconut, baklava, cucumber, sesame, chili, and chutney, and cherries. And chickpeas, cilantro, palenta, pimento, pistachio, pesto, and blueberries. There's peaches and apples and nectarines. Cornbread and cabbage and collard greens. And lentils and pitos and navy beans. And lemons and tangerines. With so many treats to eat complete. It's sweet to eat. Why bother to have a Grapes, avocados, and dates, peanut butter, and raspberry jam. A rope, guacamole, granola, stromboli, chibouli, and coleslaw, and yams. There's mangoes, tamales, oatmeal, macadamias, marchipan, tea, cauliflower. And mint, macaroni, miso, minestrone, french onion, and soup, hot and sour. There's kiwi, and ziti, and seaweed, fajitas, and pizzas, and pizza, and raita. And leeks, fettuccine, sushimi, rotini, and babaca, nush, and a pita. There's brilliance, and pencils, and plantain chips, pickles, and pea soup, and licorice whips, garlic, and mushroom, asparagus, tips, cumin, and black bean dip. There's so many treats, so neat, complete, it's sweet to eat. Why bother to have a cow? Suspense, curry, bagels, and gelato, ratatouille, ketchup, lettuce, satan, olives, pasta, salad, tempest, stuffing. Veggie burgers, watermelon, portobello, bean burritos, boga peel, quesadillas, apple cider, orange, turnips, and cranberry muffin. Waters, currants, rosa, radishes, and rhubarb, crisp, spaghetti, biscuit, cantaloupe, risotto, lemon, maple, cinnamon, vinegar, papaya, hoagies. And cruise, 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 a veggie papaya, a barley stew, tempura, stir fry, marinated tofu, buckwheat and Brussels sprouts, horse bok choy, and don't forget the joy of soy. With so many treats, so neat, complete, and sweet to eat, why bother to have a cow? With so many treats, so neat, complete, and sweet to eat, why bother another cow? That's what we live on, that's what we do without meat, that's what we got left to eat, it's called... Yes, it's called food, according to Green Beings here on VegCast, the vegetarian podcast where we're coming up on the top of the hour, although you probably aren't, and that's beautiful. That's the beauty of podcasting. Okay, next we're going to pay a visit to a proprietor of a local food business who is not only willing to say what's in the power bars she makes, she's going to let us listen in on the process of making them. And the process actually took about twice as long. I had to cut out non-essential clips here and there so it could fit the VegCast format, such as it is. So, like when you hear the big grinder going for a few seconds and she says she lets it go for a few minutes, we skipped through some grinder grinding and so forth. Anyway, without further ado, let's go to the living room slash laboratory of Mary Rakowski of Starbar Organics. <laughs> Oh, we're talking now with Mary Rakowski, the founder and originator of Star Bar Organics, uh, or Star Bars, a kind of power bar that does not taste like a health food. Uh, and welcome to VegCast, Mary. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Um, and you're going to be, like, mixing up stuff while we're talking, am I right? Exactly, yes. Today I'm making the Nutty Bar, which is a mixed nut uh, soy protein bar. Uh, so I guess let's get started. Sure. Um, I'm going to start adding 
brown rice crisps, which are wheat-free. I use, uh, which I'll be adding right now, actually, um, using spelt flour instead of the typical whole wheat uh, pastry flour. Um, also, for some girth, I'm adding some millet crisps. Um, a few rice puffs, <laughs> which also add girth to the bar. And when you say girth, the because they don't uh, they don't reduce down as far. Exactly, it kind of puffs the bar, puffs the bar up, makes them. Um, I don't want to say meatier, <laughs> chewier maybe. We'll right. say girthier. Girthier, yes. Okay. Um, also adding some date pieces which um, actually make the bar um, moist. Let's see what else we're adding here. I'm going to add some flaxseed, a few tablespoons. Okay, we're going to get out some oats as well, a few cups of oats, which I will then add some water to. Mm -hmm. Don't just put them in dry. That also adds to the moistness of the bar. Then, of course, we have the salt, sea salt, cinnamon, um, some sugar, raw cane sugar, okay. um, and a little bit of soy flour, just for some added protein. And I'm going to also add some soy protein powder. So this is a real protein hit when you have one of these bars. Definitely. That's um, how I started making them, actually, is um, I needed something to eat uh, before or after the gym or during the day. So I kind of came up with this recipe, like, I can make my own protein bar. I'm buying protein bars, you know, left and right from stores. Right. So one day, you know, being a vegan, I decided to, you know, make a vegan bar so that I could bring it with me to the gym or to... I'm also um, in a band. So, um, you know, I'd bring them to shows when we did gigs. I'd bring them to shows with me. And that's kind of how it got started. People saw them. People then wanted them. Right. Okay. So. And that was about how long ago when this first got started? It was about a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. The recipe has changed a little bit since, but basically the basic format is there still. I, I think they just, they're just getting better, actually. Right. Keep getting better. Okay, now I'm going to make um, my nut flour, which I make from... Brazil nuts, pecans, hazelnuts, and almonds. Almonds have um, a really high calcium content. It's very good for you. Okay, so we're going to grind this up. This is going to be a little loud. Bear with me. Okay, we got that taken care of. Um, now I'm just going to grab some water to put in my oat mixture. Okay, just to moisten those oats up a little bit. I like to add all the dry ingredients together first and then mix them up and then add the, uh, the wet together and then add the wet to the dry. Okay, yes, yeah, so we got all our dry ingredients in there. We'll turn on the kitchen aid. Okay, now for the wet stuff. My canola oil, mm -hmm. one fourth cup. 
organic canola oil. All the ingredients I'm using, by the way, are organic. I eat mostly organic or try to as much as I can. Now I'm also going to add some um, agave, which is cactus nectar. It's a, it's a sweetener. Um, it's suitable for um, diabetics. It has a very low glycemic index, which means it takes your body a long time to burn it. So it's not like with those usual sugar highs, you know, it's real right, up right. and then you're, you crash. This will keep you going for, for a while. So I, I love to use agave. You can use it in coffee and on pancakes. It's just a great, it's a great sweetener. Hmm. So I'll add some of that. And it's also good for vegans too because a lot of vegans um, don't take honey. Right. So I like, you know, covering all my bases. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to add some apple butter. I'm going to add some brown rice syrup. This also makes the bars nice and chewy. Now we're doing this uh, here at your apartment, but you have an actual, uh, like a professional kitchen that you yes, use. Yes, I rent um, a church kitchen um, a few days a week. I was there earlier this week. And then towards the end of the summer, I'm going to be moving to my friend's restaurant in Fishtown. They're opening a uh, breakfast lunch place. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to be using I'm going to be using their kitchen space. Great. So it's great because uh, actually they're opening a place. The the girl who one of the owners is really into um, you know buying stuff from local farmers and right. uh, really into the community and helping helping others out that are trying to do you know keeping business in Philadelphia right. basically. So they'll be sold there as well the bars. So that'll be great. Great. And I'm adding some lemon concentrate and some grape concentrate, and also some organic vanilla extract. Last but not least, the aluminum-free baking powder. So now I got all my wet ingredients together. I'm gonna mix that up with my spatula here. Now I'm gonna add the wet to the dry. That's when the magic happens. <laughs> Basically, this is you know this is this is the nutty flavor, but the basic recipe that I was just saying, besides the nut powder, is is the premise to every to every flavor. I just mix it for mix it for a few minutes, just until everything looks everything looks good and doughy. So that's looking good. You know, most, like I was saying earlier, most bars, a lot of them do use whey protein. Um, so that was very important for me to, since I'm a vegan, to really, you know, embrace soy protein and try to try to use ingredients, like I said, with the agave, um, just alternative things. And they just, you know, they're not like a, con like a conveyor belt type right. cookie. They're not... Um, you know, done on a machine, Every, everything is, is done by hand, so you can really feel, I guess, the, the love and the, uh, the attention mm -hmm. I put into every bar. Great. Okay, so the batter is all ready to go. So this is actually um, making two dozen right now, so this will come yield 24 bars. So I'm just going to get my pan. I'm going to spray it first with some canola oil spray. All right. Canola is great. Canola oil is great for um, high heat. 
It is a heavy dough. <laughs> I was going to say, you look like uh, you're either already very fit or you're getting fitter, at least <laughs> in the arms. I think it's helping my biceps, definitely. Yeah. Though I do work out uh, a couple times a week. Okay, we got all the dough in the pan. And I just want to spread it out. Sometimes I grab, which I might have to do today, some of the dough, sometimes the dough is a bit thicker, depending on well, humidity. I do, I do, but I do want to spread it out, so to every corner of the pan. So in this situation, sometimes what I'll do is I'll spray the back of a pan, another baking pan, and use it kind of as a, use it as a press. So it kind of helps evenly spread out the, the dough. And then before I put it in the oven, what I want to do is top it off with some more of that nut flour to add a nice texture, a nice visual, just kind of sprinkle it over. I think it's important to have um, a texture or something eye-catching that you can see through through the packaging. So when I when I wrap them, um, I like for the clear part of the you know the, of the cellophane to be the you know the top of the bar, the texture of it. Right. That's all ready to go. So what I'm going to do is I have my oven preheated. It's on 350. So I'm just going to slide it in there. And in 20 four minutes, <laughs> Okay. we should be good to go. All right. Oh, look, it's done already. <laughs> and behind me, yes. <laughs> so, these are some samples of um, my other flavors, actually. Okay. The peanut butter banana with the nice banana chip on top there. It's all um, organic peanut butter and banana. Mm -hmm. mm. Very good. I mean, I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> But you mean it, That's right? That's kind of the point, but it is really good. <laughs> the most exciting thing to me is that uh, meat eaters mm -hmm. and people of every whatever food people like, they, they seem to really enjoy them. And that was really exciting to me. The response has just been amazing from all, all types of people. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to try one too. It looks great. <laughs> you tell me how it is. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> and i got to ask Star Bars. Mm-hmm. Well, it came so from... The stars, the stars, or mm. what's the deal? Well, as it, I guess it came from, as I said before, um, uh, playing in the band and bringing the bars to gigs. I was thinking, oh, okay, rock star, rock star bar, you know, kind of thinking along those lines. And then I expanded the name of the, of the company. You know, I didn't want it to just be star bars because I didn't want to be kind of cornered into just making bars. So now... You know, I can make other products. Um, are you looking? Are you looking at that now, or is that something we might see soon? Actually, I have started. Um, this made its debut at um, the Punk Rock Flea Market, which was I, a couple weekends ago. I didn't even know that there was a Punk Rock Flea Market. <laughs> there is. Okay. Shows you how out of touch I am. <laughs> so this is my uh, soy witch. I'm calling it. Okay. It is a orange flavored um, spelt cookie with a chocolate soy center. Wow! And I wanted to make a sandwich cookie because I've never seen one really besides an Oreo or 
I don't even know. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen one. Right. And I wanted to make it um, larger so you can buy them individually. Uh-huh. Um, so this was my this is my latest thing. I'm still working on it. Okay. Um, it's not being sold yet anywhere, but it is um, as I said at the punk rock flea market. People really did like it. Uh-huh. Um, so it's still being tested. But why don't you try a bite? And tell me what All you right. think. Wow, it's a great. Uh great mm. combo of the two flavors. Mm. The orange and the chocolate really work. Yeah. These oh, also yeah. have soy protein in them as well. So I don't know if all my products will because I, I want to try, um, you know, a muffin. I want to try. I'm also working on sort of my take on a Rice Krispie treat. Okay. You're, you know, doing something that you enjoy and also helping, helping a lot of people. Hopefully, Maybe even changing some minds out there. So that's great. I hope great. so. I hope so. I'm trying. So, yeah, just, um, I guess the last word is uh, eat star bars, be a star. All right. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you for being with us on VegCat. Okay. Thank you so much. And you can find out more about Mary Rakowski's star bars at www.starbarorganics.com. And, of course, that link will be in our show notes at vegcast.com. Welcome to Science Fact, where we will present on each show a new uh, or recent development or fact from the world of science, that is a study, uh, an academic study that has been peer-reviewed uh, in some academic journal. And this time, uh, for our kickoff, it's going to be uh, in animal animal behavior. Uh, and the headline, as reported by Discovery News, is Chickens Think About the Future. Now, this is a study uh, which was done. Uh, the lead researcher was Siobhan Abiasing. Uh, who is affiliated with the biophysics group at Silso Research Institute in England. And uh, what they did was have uh, a bunch of hens peck at uh, colored buttons, and when they pecked on a, one particular button, uh, they would receive a food reward, a particular color of button, I guess. Uh, and at that point, if the uh, chicken waited two to three seconds, it would get that small amount of food, or it would get a small amount of food uh, for waiting two to three seconds, but if it held out for 22 seconds, uh, it received a jackpot, that so-called jackpot, that paid out with much more to eat. And um, the way this is written up in Discovery News is as follows, chickens do not just live in the present, but can anticipate the future and demonstrate self-control something previously attributed only to humans and other primates. The finding suggests that domestic fowl, Gallus gallus domesticus, are intelligent creatures that might worry. Now, the uh, people behind the study did it expressly to uh, prove their contention that chickens were more intelligent than commonly thought, and therefore, uh, when being raised as food animals, should be treated with more care. And, of course, uh, we're all for that here at VegCast, but I'm bringing this out here uh, just uh, because I think that it also 
points to a larger issue, which is that the supposed line that meat eaters like to draw between humans and other animals, uh, saying, you know, the cliche, that's what separates us from the animals, uh, which even now people realize is kind of a funny thing to say. It's, it's kind of usually used somewhat tongue-in-cheek rather than as a sincere saying. But this is bringing out the fact that that is entirely fictitious and that our, our notion of ourselves as a separate kind of being entirely from other animals uh, is more based, as I said in uh, my Vegetarian Voice article on the topic, is more based in chauvinism than in uh, sound science or rationality. It's simply because we want to maintain this concept that we are completely different and completely above, of a whole supreme order above other animals, which gives us the privilege and the right to abuse them and exploit them in whatever way we deem necessary. And this is just one small study that shows that chickens uh, have a particular intellectual quality, a particular kind of consciousness, which is part of what we have used to separate ourselves from the rest of the animal kingdom. And I can easily hear somebody saying, well, you know, one of the things that separates us from the animals is that we think about the future. Well, not only do other primates think about the future, but chickens, uh, which are, of course, a supposedly much lower kind of animal, also think about the future. And I think that as these add up, it's going to eventually get to a point where uh, it permeates the consciousness of Joe Average and uh, it's going to be pretty near impossible to maintain this fiction, uh, or we could even call it science fiction, that humans are completely separate from animals and therefore completely in the right in deciding you know, that they should die for our pleasure. Uh, and it's going to be, because of things like this, which will cover things having to do with animal behavior as well as things having to do with nutrition, on uh, VegCast, but it is going to be uh, probably because of an accretion of studies such as this that are going to eventually uh, tip the scales and topple the science fiction that our mainstream culture has been living in and replace it with, uh, well, what we've named this feature, which is Science
All right, that was a song called Charlie Change from the band Beloved Binge, uh, whose name I thought particularly appropriate for this first show, uh, where we are kind of binging on vegetarian stuff. Uh, in fact, we have overstuffed the show itself. It's longer than I had intended, so I'm going to try to get it wrapped up now. At any rate, Beloved Binge, uh, you can find more about them on uh, their website, www.belovedbinge.com. I met them at Summerfest this year, and they gave me permission to play a song on this podcast. And Summerfest, you'll hear more about on our next show. Now, uh, I should say our next show will be out, the second VegCast will be out in late August, probably the last week of August, as I'm going to be on vacation in between now and then, but I'm putting the next show together already, and I should let you know that uh, there will be a report from Summerfest. You'll be hearing some sound from Summerfest, uh, some music from Will Tuttle, uh, an interview with Dr. Michael Greger, and, uh, and plenty more, so be sure to come back and check that out. Okay, so we've come to the end of our first Veg Cast. I'd like to thank everybody who helped uh, put this together by getting stuff to me or facilitating uh, my getting in touch with people and so forth, as well as those who have uh, given me stuff that I have not managed to fit into the VegCast just yet, but we will be uh, hearing from on subsequent shows. Uh, you can find out more about everything that we've talked about today at our show notes at VegCast.com. If you have comments or suggestions for future content on the show, please send those to feedback at VegCast.com. If you have any podcast promos, uh, please send me a link to your promo uh, at podcasts at VegCast.com. And, of course, you can submit music for us to play on the VegCast at music at VegCast.com. Be sure to subscribe to our feed. That's on our website as well. Tell all of your friends about VegCast. And until uh, we meet again, get out there and live like you mean it. I'm Vance, and I'll see you next time on VegCast. VegCast.